y'all welcome to destined to disrupt it's your girl fee also known as felicia hi felicia also known as bye felicia (laughs) thank you so so much for joining me today i'm reporting live from miami florida so i'm actually in south beach right now And I'm actually, it's a very special episode we're bringing you because this is my first episode, y'all. So I'm kind of (laughs) nervous. So if I lose my train of thought or if I do too many ums or ahs, it's okay. We're just learning over here and experimenting. Um, But yes, uh, welcome to Destined to Disrupt. It is a mantra. It is a lifestyle. It is a podcast. So this is my unique way of bringing my voice to the world and bringing stories to the world, uh, specifically around disruptors. Oh my goodness. Can't even, can't even get it out. It's so disruptive. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's unpack that a little bit and talk about disruption Um, and then I will tell you a little bit more about myself, um, for the people that are dying to know, I got to give the people what they want. Okay. And we're just glad to be here. Honestly, honestly. So welcome to Destined to Disrupt. It's a social movement. It's a mantra. We're here to explore the stories of how creatives arrive to disrupt the world. I'm your host and resident storyteller, Felicia. And uh, what can I say? So I'm over here at the Good Times Hotel, um, located in South Beach in Miami. And actually, this is the perfect place to be launching this podcast. Um, It is all about the good vibes and the good times. And I would be negligent if I did not mention that my personal, one of my personal favorite creatives, Pharrell Williams. This is one of his brainchilds. Okay. So he wanted to give us the vibes. He wanted to give us the design. And so now here we are at this manifestation of all of that. And it's all about being well, staying well, taking care of yourself and just using that energy, that creative energy to spread positivity and, you know, good fortune. So I'm really, really honored to be here. Uh, The hotel has only been open for about a week. Um, So really, really impressed with the staff. I know they're working out the kinks, um, but they've really been a delight. They're treating me really well. I'm over here drinking a purple rain. Okay. And it's so good. Okay. Shout out to Prince because he's also the ultimate creative. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I'm really just over the moon about all of it. And I am just grateful, y'all. Just grateful. 
So let me talk a little bit about who I am, um, which is always hard to talk about yourself, right? You know, we're always not really encouraged to to really promote ourselves. It's actually a bit embarrassing, um, (laughs) but we have to do it. But uh, I figured it'd probably be good to know, you know, what brought me here? um, What makes me credible to even have this podcast? Like, who am I? who she thinks she is. And also just some few little tasty tidbits of what you can expect um, this season on Destined to Disrupt. So I'm Felicia, also known as Fee, also known as Fifi. Um, and I'm a creative activist. Uh, I work with creatives in business and I have been traversing through fashion and entertainment um, trying to really be at the intersection, right? At the intersection. So I'm at the intersection of tech. That's been my background. Um, done a whole lot of stuff with Microsoft, you know, flew all across the world, teaching and training people on how to optimize technology and um, have this unique opportunity to bring you uh, because I am a student. I'm actually a grad student at Parsons School of Design, the new school. Shout out to the new school. And I am in a program called the Global Executive Strategic Management. Okay. Um, So we also are known as GEMS and it's the puns intended. Okay. Everybody that's in this program is extremely talented from all over the world. And we're constantly just trying to problem solve, creatively problem solve. Um, And what a unique time as it's 2021. Um, Today's date is April 27th. And we're just a year out, a year and a month out shy of of COVID and and lots of change since then. Um, But I took on the challenge to become a part of GEMS um, because I wanted to be a part of the solution. Right. So uh, being a part of the solution has always uh, been a calling of mine. I always felt called to serve people, always felt called to solve problems, even though I'm still need help solving my own. Um, <laughs> but it is birth a creative business maven that you hear today um, and also has created a deep reverence um, and respect for other creatives, especially non-traditional, right? Creatives that have come into the industry and has shifted or just, you know, ripped up the status quo and decided to do things their own way. So, um, if you haven't guessed, I'm a professional rebel. I love to travel. Um, hence <laughs> why the show is on the road. You will be on the road with me. And I am all about telling stories that highlight or somehow inspire some type of social impact. Um, and so through Parsons, I've had the opportunity to focus on this. Um, and I figured like, before I go solving the world's problems, I needed to start with my own problems. Um, so let me dig into a little bit of that. So growing up, uh, I, you know, grew up from Ohio, 
you know, Midwest kid, big dreams, but really just simple pleasures, you know, playing outside, you know, playing any bounce outside with your friends, um, trying not to get caught in the hallway, kissing a boy, you know, the typical, typical teenage stuff going on. Um, but I started to have these creative expressions. Um, I, and when I think back and it really has, you know, created the dots that have led me here today. Um, I was always, always a rebel. I never, always a contrarian, never wanted to do what the crowd did always march to my own beat to my own drum and, started to, you know, take interest in music. I say that was probably my first creative expression. I channeled, I played the clarinet for several years. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Matt, uh, who used to practice with me back in the day. Uh, So yeah, I started off with music. I started playing the clarinet, then I got into the piano, then I got into the sax, and then I got into the boys. So <laughs> that ended quite uh, shortly, but that did start to arouse my fascination with fashion. So I gave up the music, got into fashion, um, wanted to just be accepted. I think like most folks um, didn't think I was you know, doing anything out of the ordinary, but ended up landing a job in Nordstrom. Um, which further propelled this passion of mine, um, working as a shoe um, girl, almost like an Al Bundy, y'all. Like back in the day when you had to measure feet and bunions and all that stuff, that's what I was doing. (laughs) So, but this opportunity gave me a really, really um, clear picture into product and, and product knowledge and sales and, you know, at a very young age. So it was very you know, much exposed to quality and luxury, um, very young, but definitely from a standpoint where it wasn't necessarily accessible, right? I was an associate and I was selling things, but I couldn't really afford the things that I was selling, right? So that that definitely stuck with me and um, I wanted to change it. I didn't know how then, <laughs> but I, I wanted to change that or shift that notion, Um, so, you know, I went to school, went to Howard, left Ohio, went to DC, um, became a bison, studied business. I mean, Howard was just epic. Okay. Shout out to the real HU. Okay. If you don't know, now, you know, (laughs) um, but yeah, I went to Howard, studied business, lived in DC for about 10 years, um, you know, went to so many brunches and happy hours. I don't even know how you guys still do it, honestly, but <laughs> had a great time. Also continue working in fashion, uh, work for Henry Bendale, Steve Madden, anywhere I can kind of get in where I could get a discount. I was there. So I had a lot of opportunities to go behind the scenes and learn the business, um, both the nuances and also some of the, the gems um, that I was able to take away. Once I graduated college and I was unfulfilled in my uh, career as a government um, consultant, I decided to pack my bags and I decided to move to California. Now, this was like a big 
disruption. I mean, I left family. I've left friends. I left my hairdresser. <laughs> like, you know, everything was set. And I just, I don't know. I needed a change. And I think at the time, I really couldn't tell you why I was moving. It wasn't for love. It wasn't for a particular job, but I knew there was something else. And I knew there was an opportunity for me to express more of these creative expressions in California. So landed in LA in 2013, uh, fresh, super green. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I had a few friends from Howard, but really just, you know, built build myself up, you know, I had to rebuild myself. Um, and, in doing that and rebuilding something has to break down. So, um, as soon as I moved, maybe, maybe this may be like two weeks into my lease, I got noticed from my job that they were going to let me go. Of course. So I took this as a sign you know, I didn't get sad. I, I was scared because I had never been unemployed and I just moved all the way to California. I just signed a lease for my own place. But for some reason, I just trusted the process. And in that month of November, 2013, the same month where I lost my job, I started a business and I started a brand called November Noir. And it is definitely one of my best creative expressions to date. Um, So it is a fashion lifestyle brand um, that was catering to both men and women, offering them affordable luxury and style and grace in our lovely silhouettes. Um, And so, yeah, that was really dope. Um, Launched that, did that with Greg, Christina, Reagan, shout out to my partners. And we went to Howard Fashion Shows. We did fashion shows in Seattle, um, landed all the way in New York Fashion Week. And I was just over the moon about this, guys. This was 2000, maybe 15, 16, I think it was 2016. And I just couldn't believe after starting the business, after only three years, we had produced three collections, beautiful collections, and were able to show during New York Fashion Week. So after that happened, it really just blew my mind away. I didn't know where to go from there. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a strategy. I didn't have an investor. Um, and so, yeah, everything just kind of once we did fashion week, um, you know, because starting a fashion brand is pretty hard, guys. It's it's not cheap. That's one. Um, two, there's just no real linear path on how to be successful at this. Right. So needless to say, I had to shelf the brand. <sighs> and I had to deconstruct some things deconstruction things. And the way I approached this was by using design thinking. And that's everything that I'm learning about in Parsons and the GEMS program. Strategic design is really centered in human design, right? Human-centered design says we're designing starting with the heart, starting with empathy, starting for starting with who we're deciding 
for, designing for, excuse me. <laughs> I've had a little bit too much purple rain. <laughs> but anywho, um, yeah, so I was really, really bummed out about that problem. And so I needed to figure it out. And I was like, well, Parsons, you know, it's the number one design school in the world. Um, surely, surely Mark Jacobs has gone here. DVF. I mean, just so many people have come through the ranks of Parsons. Surely I could solve this problem here. And here we are. Uh, so in using design thinking, I reframed this problem and trying to understand why as a small business owner and a aspiring designer, why I wasn't able to thrive in business. So this led me to a pretty important how might we and the how might we is how might we create access and equity for creators of color in industries so they may thrive in business. Now, I took my time with that because, you know, that's a lot to digest. How might we create access and equity to creators of color and industries so they may thrive in business? Now, the particular industry that I'm going to be looking at this season is fashion. Why? Because fashion is my passion. and. I truly believe through all of our special guest interviews that we will be able to truly understand and empathize and unpack the challenges and the successes along the route to thriving in business in the fashion industry. I am just completely just arms are open to be the container to cultivate the conversations that you guys want to hear. So I hope that you are ready to be entertained. I hope you're ready to be informed, inspired. I hope that this is relatable. And I definitely hope that it carries some levity. I want it to be positive. You know, I know it's going to be, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, (laughs) but I do believe that we have the power to change the narrative. So I do hope that these stories inspire and expose um, everyone across the globe. And it definitely has a global vibe. We're not just talking about the U.S. I got people over in Paris. I got my folks down in Africa. And we're just going to connect and create these artistic alliances that need to exist to disrupt the industry the way it needs to be shaken up. So if you feel like taking action, If you feel really ignited, you feel like you want to continue the conversation, we'll definitely be holding space for that and holding space for you. We will be doing weekly, weekly clubs on Clubhouse. Okay, so for every podcast, we will have a post discussion on Clubhouse, Um, hopefully with this featured guest. I can't guarantee that right now. But it will be a place we can continue these conversations um, and and congregate and get inactive about our careers 
especially creatively, because I know some of you are trapped just like I was in that boring government job. And you're thinking about how you could express some of these gifts, but you've downplayed it. You have undermined it. You've been discouraged. You feel like you don't have formal training, all of it. I felt it. I've been there. I empathize with you, but let me tell you something. We are all creative. Do you know why? Because creativity is energy. Creativity is energy. And the moment we infuse creativity in business, we have revitalized that business, right? So creativity shows up in so many different ways. I can't wait to share with you all the tools and tricks that I have been learning and just delving into this beautiful methodology of design thinking and strategic design. So welcome to the show. I expect you to identify your own creative expressions. I expect you to notice the patterns of behaviors that encourage those creative expressions or discourage those creative expressions. So we'll look into that. We're going to be talking about creative confidence. We're going to also talk about the escape strategy because <laughs> we all have to escape. And lastly, we're just going to give you the next steps, right? This is just the beginning, the conversation. This is just a spark and provoke thoughts. Okay. Not to tell you how to think, but to evoke emotion and not to tell you how to feel. So I really appreciate you being here. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> I love saying that. That's my, that's my Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. Uh, that is our Madam Vice President, her response um, after the election. So it's always my response. Like we can do it. We can do anything. And I believe that if we build community and a tribe um, that is confident about getting this problem solved, I think we have the ability to shake up the world. Welcome to Destined to Disrupt.